DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street and now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. Cowboys Nation, it's been a little bit, but it is time for a Say It With Your Chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from the star in Frisco. I'll do it with you, Isaiah. Ready? Thanks, I'm ready. Say It With Your Chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Nick Harris. How we doing? What's going on, dude? Uh, not too much. Ready not for this uh, World Series game one tonight. Ready for this uh, Rams game on Sunday. So, Oh, yeah? Be, uh, oh, there it is. There it is. Mm. The old tee. The throwback tee. Back when they really didn't win anything. When they did not win anything. But go Rangers. Get it done tonight. Get out to a 1-0 start. Let's get this thing and bring it home for the first time ever. Go and take it, baby. Go and take it, Rangers. What that's the saying. It's like instead of come and take it, like the with the cannon and the star on the the flag, you know, it's go and take it. He, he's. I'm sorry. He's just feeling a little like um, uh, jealous, un, un, uneasy because mm-hmm. he's been, you know, having to do off season talk for like what is yeah. it three week, three and a half, four weeks now. Did you get your spring training tickets already? We've been there. We've been there so many years. So Did you get your spring training Arizona <laughs> league tickets, Peoria, Arizona. I think that's where Seattle does their spring training. Do we really want to talk about Arizona on this platform? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. They'll be hosting spring training before you know it. But It's all right, man. Seattle, we come back. Right. Come that's all right. Yeah. Right. Cracking season, baby. How's your basketball season going? We're coming. Oh, damn. After yeah. this season, they will announce the Seattle Supersonics <laughs> are coming back. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that, really would be, for that. that would be actually really cool. They're, they're announcing Seattle mm-hmm. and Las Vegas will be getting their teams after mm-hmm. this season. I just wonder how they're going to do that expansion draft because yeah, it's going to gonna be gonna really frustrate okay. me when they take like three good really players. good players off the heat. So it is what it is. And that's how it goes. Basketball Sorry. season, go Mavs, go Stars, but definitely go Rangers. Yeah, I like one. man. It's kind of fire. Yeah. Isaiah, stand back. What's going on, dude? I'm chilling, man. You know what I'm excited about? What I mean, you excited about? Cowboys game on Sunday, but uh, obviously, and you know I'll watch the Rangers a little bit maybe tonight. That's good. Break away from the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I gotta watch that with my son. That's my. Oh, I thought that's you were being like you were going. No, but. no, that's like, what they, I thought. They, they, they were just here last week. Oh, okay, they were just here last week. They're at um, the AAC. Yeah, no, yeah, on Monday they were here on Monday. Huh. Um, yeah, I didn't know about it. It would have been. Um, but the the fight. Tyson Fury versus mm-hmm. Francis Ngannou. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is very be fun. Very excited about that. I, I know who's going to win, but still excited to see it. I'm, I'm excited to see Mike Tyson in a corner. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm a big boxing guy, so it's I, a good I, story, I love right? whenever Tyson Fury is out there. You know Tyson Fury? You know who he's named after? Who's that? that? He's named after Mike Tyson. Well, there you go. So what do you know? Yeah, they say he did an interview where he's talking about how he's how it's kind of weird because he's named after Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's his favorite boxer, and now he's the enemy this yeah. week. Yeah, that's strange. That is interesting. Yeah, he was, he was destined to be the heavyweight. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of heavyweights, we've got a heavyweight battle between Zach Martin and Aaron Donald coming up on Sunday. That is Two a lot guys. Of weight. That he'll be another that, side. It's uh, what'd you say? I think he'll be another side. Uh, they'll go up against each other. They will face each other. Yeah, they'll definitely face each other. They faced each other in the past. I mean, they they go all the way back. They go back to the Senior way Bowl back back, back the in the day, Mobile, Alabama, baby. But. For the most part, Zach Martin spoke yesterday. Dak Prescott spoke yesterday. C.D. Lamb. Lots of offense to talk about from yesterday's player availability. Let's go to news and notes with Nick Harris. What's going on, dude? Yeah, we could start with uh, the Zach Martin, Aaron Donald phenomena that is going to happen on Sunday afternoon. Um, we were we asked him about it because not only does it go back to the Senior Bowl in the mm-hmm. 2014 draft, it goes back to when they played in college against each other a couple times. Um, he said, uh, I was able to go against him four years in college and at the Senior Bowl, this is Zach Martin speaking, I've probably seen him six or seven uh, uh, six or seven games in the pros. It's definitely a game you circle seeing 99 light up across from you. He's definitely someone you have to neutralize. He mentioned having to know where number 99 is at every snap, pre-snap, and he, he gave him obviously a lot of confidence uh, or um, uh, a lot of compliments as well. Uh, it, mostly Aaron Donald has been kind of stifled whenever he plays the Cowboys, aside from their last matchup uh, last year where he had two sacks in the forced fumble. Uh, before that, I believe it was in six total games he'd only had one sack. 
back. So um, I, I guess what what we talked a lot about it yesterday, but being able to stop Aaron Donald, where does it start? Where does it finish? Where does it start? Where does it finish? I mean, yep. I feel like everybody's got to figure out a way to yeah. where it starts. Yeah, he's going yeah. to I mean, yeah. He's going to be all over the place, honestly. I mean, you know, I was talking to one of the departments earlier today and just talking about what they were seeing on film in regards to him and they feel, they feel as if he's like revving up. Yeah. You know, like he's like like he knew that he's like, "All right, Dallas is on the schedule. Let me start let me start turning this thing up a little bit. And I, I, I truly believe that you're going to get the best version of Aaron Donald in this game. Now, mm. how impactful that becomes is up to the Dallas Cowboys offensive front. But I do believe that he will be amped and ready to rock and roll to the best of his ability. And I think, again, if I'm the D coordinator, if I'm Raheem Morris, I am going to line him up over Tyler Biotis. Yeah. And I'm going to say, teach this young man a lesson. And that's not to say that's the only place he's going to line up, obviously. There will be other matchups, Tyler Smith and obviously um, Zach Martin. But majority of the day, if it was at me, I would line him up over Tyler Biotish and, and make him – I would play a game of Ole. Ole, Ole, yep. Ole, Ole. Two and a half sacks, ten quarterback hits, eight tackles for loss in 2023. But the biggest thing that stands out to me, and we've talked about pressures. Yep. Pressures have been there. 29 quarterback pressures in 2023, according to Next Gen Stats. That's tied amongst most, or tied most amongst defensive tackles. The other one is Javon Hargrave, who you've seen and who gave you trouble in the middle of that offensive line when he was with the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, this defense as a whole does not force a ton of turnovers. Just the five takeaways on the season, six total, I think, turnovers. I think they're plus. Uh, I can't remember what the exact number is. I don't have it in front of me. But the five takeaways on the season, just the 12 sacks, but they provide pressure. It's kind of like what Dallas did to the Chargers last week. Not a ton of sacks, but it was a lot of pressures, and it kept Justin Herbert uncomfortable. Absolutely. That is is a great comparison. Um, You know, that's why I say the stats don't tell the whole story. Uh, When everybody gets so enamored with sacks, Mm -hmm. the reality is Aaron Donald – being on the in, on the interior majority of the time, he doesn't allow for you to step up in the pocket. That's the that's the problem for interior dominant interior defense alignment. They disrupt the center of your protection, and if you disrupt the center of the protection, your quarterback has nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. He can run around outside, of course. You know, if there's no defensive end pressure, but these guys run a three four, so it's going to be very difficult to get outside of these defensive ends because they're stand-up ends. So you're all of a sudden you're in this you're in this U, right? You're it's like it's like upside down U, right? You're in this upside down U and the defensive ends are getting upfield and they're boxing you in and then you have this guy who's majority and I want to say majority of the time, but he's going to beat your interior def, uh, interior offensive alignment at times and now you have to worry about him coming through the middle of your of your formation as well as not being able to get outside. It creates a you know a, a very restrictive a throwing zone, um, and that's why he causes so many problems. Whether he's getting sacks or not, he's tackling other guys. He's tackling your running backs. He's he's breathing down their neck. You know, he's talking to you, talking about, oh, I was this close. Like, and you know it. He's not lying. He's not bluffing. Like, he's right there with you. You know, so I mean, he's he's a problem. You have to find a way to neutralize him. If there is a way to combo block, then you obviously combo block. But I foresee them again with this three four. I would line up covering up the the both guards in the center. And if you do that, now all of a sudden there is no combo blocks. Now everybody has one-on-one matchups, right? Because the defensive ends now, <clears throat> the tackles have to take their attention to the defensive ends to make sure that they, they're take, they're accounted for, keep them outside. And then your three interior offensive linemen literally have one-on-one blocks. I will roll the dice with that if I'm the Rams. Hmm. Yeah. Um, next news and note, the funny moment ha- happened at practice yesterday. Um, Jerry Jones, he shows up to practice, and everyone's like, oh, there's Jerry. It was probably only like the third or fourth practice we've yeah. seen him out there so far this year. And he starts walking towards the media, and we're like, oh, he's got something to say. You know, this trade deadline's coming up. This is this, this is going to be juicy. And he comes up, and he's like, hey, guys, I just kind of wanted to come over here and say hi. I, was like, I don't really have anything to say. And we're just like, okay, uh, what about trades? And he was like, 
I don't really have any trades or major acquisitions in mind uh, as of right now. What about and, uh, trades? And then, you got uh, something to say about that, Isaiah? He said, Jerry Jones? He said, would I improve the roster if given the opportunity? Of course we would. If we don't do anything, we've got a team in my mind to get us where we want to go. So pretty much the same rhetoric that we got last Tuesday. But Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was just really funny because he was coming over and it looked like he had something he wanted to say, and yeah. then he didn't say anything. So. you guys. <laughs> what prob- what what percentage would you say? What probability wise would you say that the Dallas Cowboys will make a big splash? So big? Uh, we go back to the one to ten scale. Four four and a half is about what Jonathan Hankins was last year. Impact player, but in terms of a splash, wasn't a big splash. Are we talking like a eight big sp- eight and a like? Seven percent, yeah, point four percent. I don't think they make a big splash. I really don't. I think they make a move. I think they'll make like a five or a six move. Okay, and they've got four days to do it. They've got until a what de- is it? A Tuesday depth move or starter move? Four p.m. Eastern. Depth or starter? Probably depth. Probably depth, but I think borderline starter. So uh, that's a tough question for me to answer. So. Because I think it'll okay. be right there. It depends on which position, honestly. The way I see it is if you wanted to make a big splash, there's really only one big splash that you could make. Obviously, we can't get into it, but I don't think so. I don't think that's on the table. What division? Um, AFC South. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. there would, and I don't think an NFC West would be on the board. I Come really, on. I really don't. There's no way. Yeah, but that's why you throw it out there. Yeah, but like they're not going to catch it. They're just going to let it get thrown, and it's just going to go off into space. That's fine. And, just, you, you end know. up in the same spot that you are now. Huh? You end up in the same spot. Shoot or shoot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure, sure they've had some taken. conversations. Philadelphia is shooting nonstop. That's different. Tommy gun style. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Freaking Gatling gun. Okay. Yeah. They're just shooting. And that's sometimes you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Right, you can assume, you can position, you can do all those things. At a certain point, I don't care whatever it is that's preventing you from wanting to do so, whether it be the, the negotiation, you know, leverage, whether it be pride or whatever it is, like get it out the way and shoot. And you very well might get a <laughs> you're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to you later. And that's fine. That's cool. I try. Yeah. I try. It's like shooting your shot at trying to get somebody. You ever seen a girl that you want to shoot your shot at? Yeah, just shoot. You, like, she, you, know, you shoot. Just shoot. Yeah, you know what the percentages are. And I'm sure How do you she's think probably, I got married honestly, this guy? Yeah, she's probably going to shoot me down, but guess what? Yeah, Screw you ever it. see a dime in the pines? <laughs> yeah. Dude. <laughs> dime amongst the right? pines, you baby. Just Works the, every get time. Hands, get those hands You know what I'm saying? Like, you go with your boys, see, and your boys like, you know, I can't get hurt. Like, I'm going to try anyway. Fair. The... <laughs> The thing about it is, though, we don't have those phone lines. We don't know if he's ha- if we they don't. have no, been we don't. hitting that. We can only go by what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. And what he's talking about is that he, he's keeping it close to the chest. Should. And and anything that Jerry says always has to be taken with a business aspect Absolutely. in mind. That's just it. how it goes. I wouldn't even say a grain of salt. He he is very calculated yes. in what he says. He never really lies, but he also never really tells, tells. the complete story. And I admire that. And that's a businessman's <laughs> aspect. Mm-hmm. I do, too. I think it's incredible what he does mm-hmm. by using the media as a negotiation tactic. And he does it all the time. This is the same thing. It's a negotiation tactic with other teams saying, ah, we don't really want to give up too much. We like our team. We like what we're doing. It would take something specific for us to, to really even jump at it. Well, then the team hears that. Maybe they catch it on whatever website, DallasCowboys.com, that they're searching and comes <clears> up and they say, oh, Dallas is interesting and in maybe making a deal. You know what? Maybe I'll take it down a little bit. Let's, let's make this work. And then they go right back to it. They might be having those conversations, and I would be willing to bet that they have been having those conversations. I'll say this. The fact that I specifically pointed out the scene yesterday because I thought it was interesting, just Mm -hmm. him coming over to say that he didn't have anything to say. He had something to say, yeah, he and he said it. You know, it just happened to be that he had nothing to say. I I, I just thought that that was really, so, really interesting. Go back to the probability. I still think 7% as far as an <clears throat> 8 or bigger splash. What about like a 4 or a bigger? 4 to 7? Uh, 40. Okay, so a little bit more. I would probably say like a 60. I I, I think they will yeah. do it. Um, now, is it a lock? No. What's your, what's your 8 or greater percentage? 0.7%. 0.7. Yeah, 0.7%. I love yeah, that. I don't I love think the it happens. Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to say 40. 
40, wow. uh, eight or bigger. Yep. I would love for them to make a splash. I think I think they're there. I think their mindset and as a front office is 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 in that space right now. Is that based off of the moves that they this made off in the offseason? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Well, there you go. Uh last news and note I have um <laughs> the injury report. Remember that thing that we were talking about yesterday? How yes. it was so small. Yeah, Whoop. it didn't last long. Um, well, yeah. it's still small. But uh, Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith was added to the injury report yesterday with a neck injury. He was limited uh, in practice. It sounded like he went through individual drills and did not compete in team drills. It doesn't sound like something that happened in practice. Although I'm just theorizing there. Stinger. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see if uh, a left tackle situation is going to be something that's going to need to be addressed um, ahead of Sunday as well. Stingers suck. Yeah. Those aren't fun. They go away relatively quickly, though, most of them. But it is frustrating to see, one, the name again pop back up on the injury report. And also with the injury that it is a neck. I mean, that's something you don't mess with, even if it is a stinger. It's just like nerve impingement. It goes away. (laughs) That sounds... (laughs) I mean, it burns. Your nerves get restricted. It goes down your arm. Your arm stops working for a little bit. You ever had a nerve impinged? Yeah, I've had a stinger before. Back yeah. in the day, shut you down. I mean, it shuts you down, I mean, I mean, it shuts you down for that day. I mean, it probably linger on for a little bit. It depends on the severity of it, but most of them go away within a couple of days. Interesting. And we'll probably learn more about that today. You would think, right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to play doctor for Tyron, but I'm telling you from my experience that it was more I mean, so the word impinged. For yeah, me. It, it was more so at the source moment. Absolutely. I was like, I've never heard that word. Impinged. But it, yeah. Nah. The. Uh, <laughs> It's like it's like a bottleneck of traffic, you know what I'm saying? Like it just you nerve it can't communicate. Right. So literally everything shuts down. Yeah. I got I had a stinger in practice one time when I was in Seattle and I was running a running a stop route right over the right over the ball, um about five yards deep, and dude hit me. The ball got thrown one direction and I got hit from that same side. Boom. And my neck just it just I just stood there. I was like, oh, Yep, that hurts. <laughs> and you just get up and you walk off, and your arm is literally dead. It's like it's like sleeping on your arm. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like you know that you know that sensation, but it burns. It like actually hurts. Mm. Um, and you just don't have any control over it. Yeah. So that's why stingers suck. And yeah, that's why no whenever you see guys get a stinger, you see guys kind of walking off like ah. Oh, they just the walk off so impinged. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be the name of the show. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> That'll get some clicks. Uh, Final, was that your final news and note? It was. I've got a news and note. How about Demarcus Ware being inducted into the Ring of Honor hey, this week? He's my teammate. Heck yeah, you. he was your teammate. They are already putting up the 94 outside on the Star Walk and uh, putting up the plaque that'll stay here at the Star in Frisco as a part of the Ring, and, Ring of Honor. Uh, really cool. Uh, if you are going to AT&T Stadium, enjoy that moment because it doesn't come around every year, of course. It's one of those once every or once in a while things, once every blue moon things, and DeMarcus Ware certainly deserves it. So I know he was your teammate. Yeah, I mean, doing, man. we've talked about him a little bit on this show, but I mean, what kind of impact did he make on the teams that you were a part of? Yeah, I mean, D-Dub was a beast. I mean, you just knew that you had a big defensive end that nobody really wanted to deal with. So, you know, you just had that side of it shored up. Uh, the year that I came in, you know, they drafted Anthony Spencer the same year. So they tried to obviously have somebody for him to play off of. So those two working together um, underneath his leadership was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, he was able to learn from guys like Greg Ellis um, that was here as well when I first got here. Uh, so that whole room, it was just interesting to see. It was awesome to see how wisdom just got handed down. You know, Greg Ellis handed it down to D-Dub. D-Dub handed it down to Anthony Spencer, and it just kept going from there. So awesome dude. Um, super happy for him and his family. Um, he's been through a heck of a lot that he doesn't even speak on majority of the time. Yeah. And I'm um, super, super happy that he's getting getting that acknowledgement and getting those flowers. I mean, he's young. He's young now. So he's going to have a long time of signing autographs and yeah. looking, up, uh, looking up in those uh, in raptures. It's pretty get, awesome. Get into coaching as well. Yeah, I see it. He'll be the 23rd player inducted into the Cowboys Ring of Honor, and the first one since Gil Brandt was inducted back in November of 2018. It prompts the question uh, before we go to break. That's crazy. Who's the next to go in? It's going to be Jimmy. You think it'll be Jimmy to go? There's too much team around it. Yeah. And we actually uh, were able to ask Jerry Jones yesterday about those pregame conversations that he had with Jimmy in LA, and I I think they're mending the fence there. Yeah, it's going to happen. Okay. I'd be shocked if it doesn't happen in the next couple of years, too, just because with both of them getting up in age. And I I think living with regret, I think they realize that. So I think they're going to get it done. It was good to see them joking around. I see them talking the other day. But player wise, Witten. Okay. Wouldn't would be the, the next. That, that would make the most sense. I I think he would. Uh, Des? No. 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 
No, not probably not Romo either. So yeah, I would probably say Witten. I'm just throwing out names okay. that would even be yeah. close. But the yeah, Witten would be the next one for me by far. So all right. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we've got key matchups to look for and some things to look for in this matchup with the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Got to look at Isaiah Stanback for a little while there. Yeah, he sure did. It was a lot of fun. Saw those grays. Yeah, all of them poking out there. No biggie. Uh, When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, Nick will run down the key matchups. We'll talk about uh, exactly how the Cowboys can slow down Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, two very talented wide receivers. And then we've got our Pick'em segment. You can go ahead and get on the phone lines if you want to be a part of the Pick'em segment. 888-855-2297. We had Cynthia last Last time represent the fans quite well from South Texas, and we'll have another fan representative coming up in the third segment with more talking Cowboys continuing in a moment. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys, and now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of America's team. Back here with Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris. I'm Kyle Yeomans here on a Say It With Your Chest Friday. We've got plenty to go into with this matchup with the Rams. Noon Central Time on Sunday afternoon. Nick, I'll let you start things off on your matchups to watch and some of the key members of both of these teams. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the leadoff that I'm going to lead in with here, and we've talked about it so many times this week just because he is uh, the best defensive lineman in the NFL, arguably. It's Aaron Donald versus the interior of this offensive line, specifically Tyler Biotish. So um, I, I think for this one, there's going to have to be a lot that, that plays into it, um, especially with Tyler Biotish. We've talked about this week that maybe there's not a ton of confidence in him going up against Aaron Donald. And if you can get him in situations where he's pushed into Zach Martin's side, then maybe you have a, a little bit of success there. But um, overall, Aaron Donald's going to get home. He's gonna, that's going to happen on Sunday at least once or twice. Uh, it's going to come down to just um, being able to bounce back off those bad reps because they will happen. He does that to people. What would be a good game for Tyler Biotish? I mean, 23 pressures for... 
Aaron Donald this season. 29 pressures, excuse me. That's in, what, seven games? I was just so, about to look up how many games he's played. Just yeah, to make three sure. and four, so four over four yeah. pressures a game. Okay. Four and a half pressures a game. What, what would be a solid matchup for Aaron or for Tyler Biotish against Aaron Donald? I mean, there's no stats that really can sure back what I'm trying to say. He has played in all seven games. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I can't put a statistic to it or any any form of analytics to that to this. But I just I just need him to. <clears throat> he can't. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, you all right? You yeah. Getting choked up about this? Yeah, I'm getting choked up. Yeah. Aaron, too, Donald, Aaron Donald. Aaron uh, Donald makes me a little nervous. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Kyle. I don't. I don't know what a good game looks like for him. I just know that he cannot get dominated. Like you can't, you can't abort what you're trying to do offensively because of where Tyler Biotis may be lacking at any point in time in the game. Okay, I guess that that's. If I had to put any statement to it, that would probably be it. You, they should be able to stay in their game plan without the necessity for having to make alterations to account for Aaron Donald in excess than they already are game plan wise. Tyler Biata should not require additional help mm-hmm. um, outside of what the game plan already is. That that would be a good game for him, and I don't know what that looks like. What do you feel like it would look like? Uh, the game plan on on Aaron Donald, yeah, specifically. It's just to try to get as many bodies on him as possible. I, I'm I'm fine with having to use two guys up front every every snap to be able to keep him keep him even if there are five or six rushers like i, I want two guys on aaron donald so, we, how, we so how do you do that though if those, if those three guys are all covered up yeah and it's a traditional three four right so instead of them being out in fives they yeah. bump in right now that everybody the, the three interior linemen are all covered up yeah then you, you still figure it out <laughs> you still figure out how to get two bodies on them and you hope that one of these tackles can slide inside or that uh, a tony pollard or a rico dowdle can pick them up in the backfield whoever can leak through but i still would i would rather have two i would rather have two bodies on aaron donald at all times than one body on anyone else i get it so Got to make it happen, right? Yep. Um, next matchup, and this is the second game week in a row that we've had to highlight Jordan Lewis, but it's it's um, it's for a good reason. Uh, Jordan Lewis versus Cooper Cup is my is my second matchup that I'm, uh, to watch this week, uh, specifically because of uh, the game that Jordan Lewis is coming off of and guarding Keenan Allen, and that was a tough performance. He uh, he gave mm. it quite a bit. Keenan Allen had a great game against the Cowboys, and could have had Cup more too. Really could have had more. And Cooper, more. Cooper Cup, um, he since he's come back from injury, he's been dynamite he's been top five in the league in receiving yards per game um he's he's been he's been doing everything he can so it's an opportunity for jordan lewis to bounce back for sure uh against a really good opponent um but not a lot of confidence for me in this in this matchup right now i I feel like jordan lewis it's still going to take him a a couple more weeks maybe a few more weeks to really get back to where he was pre-injury uh hope we can see that I, i need i need that speed and I need that physicality this week, too. Uh, I think the physicality is going to be the most important thing. I think that's where Keenan Allen really got him in the Chargers game. So uh, give me that matchup as one to watch, and hopefully Jordan Lewis can have a bounce-back effort. I like that. And you look at the only receivers that have more yards per game this season than Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, and Justin Jefferson. It's a pretty good company to be up there with in terms of the three receivers that only have that. I think what... Puka Nakua has done for this Rams offense led by Sean McVay is the fact that when early on in the season Cooper Cup was out and he was on IR, they needed a guy like Cooper Cup. They needed somebody to be a reliable target, a reliable receiver to open up the offense and to kind of at least give an outlet for Matthew Stafford to throw the football to. Puka Nakua became that. And he did so at such a high rate that whenever he returned or whenever Cooper Cup returned, now you, you're able to use those two guys together. I really liked our Film Room segment this week. If you haven't watched it yet on DallasCowboys.com, go watch it. Film Room, Isaiah breaks it down very nicely. But I want you to break it down for me here as well. I mean, the fact that Sean McVay puts these guys in situations where there is so much separation, that's what makes me a little bit nervous with this secondary. Not because I, <clears throat> I don't trust Deron Bland or Stephon Gilmore yeah. or Jordan Lewis, but it does play against some of the weak spots of their games. It does. I so. Um, you guys probably hear me say it too often uh, how I'm a big advocate of motions, pre-snap motions, shifts, and mm-hmm. condensed sets. The reason why I'm a big advocate of condensed sets is because no matter what coverage you're you're playing, one, three, two, four, whatever it is, it is very hard to discern who is taking who. Where if, if it's a zone, 
I have multiple guys releasing in the same area into the same same space, usually with one man's responsibility to defend that entire area. If you're playing man-to-man, a condensed set really makes it difficult because now you have to decipher who is going to take who, right? If I if, I, if we're if we're stacked on you know right by each other off each other's heel, and I decide I'm going to go in, t- the point man goes inside, the the off man goes outside. Now you're trying to in and out it. Are we man locking it, right? Where you're taking me no matter where I go, or are we in and out in it? Where whoever goes outside, that's who I'm taking, and whenever who goes inside, that's who the other guy's taking. It makes it very difficult for them to sort that out. And Sean McVay understands that. And now, to your point, Kyle, he has two receivers who are very capable of taking full advantage of that. You have one guy who is who's a bigger receiver, Puka Nakua. I don't know how many people have looked at it. He's not a small guy. He's a six to a six two, two oh five, two ten, somewhere around there. And then you have Cooper Cup, who's just feeding him wisdom. And, and Cooper Cup is a heck of a all around receiver. But if you had to pick what type of receiver you wanted Cooper Cup to be, it would be a possession receiver. And that's what he literally gets to be now. For you know, majority of his career, he's had kind of had to be the the guy who does everything. And now he has a, a partner in crime, right? Shake and bake. And you know, while <laughs> while Puka Nakua is going up there and 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 baking, Cooper Cup's working underneath and shaking, literally. And he's running option routes galore. They literally are putting him on option routes. He he hardly ever just has a route that he has to run. Yeah, he has. He has. He can go left. He can go right. He can sit. He can and go he's vertical. so cerebral that he makes he, the right he read makes the almost right every read. time. So it's almost like you're you're always in a position to make the wrong decision. You know, he's going to play off of you. Whatever you decide, he's doing the opposite. He's doing the opposite. And that's why I make a comparison to him and Wes Welker because I'm starting to see Wes Welker in his game now as he's re- starting to run these more read read routes and underneath uh, type routes because he is taking his time. He's coming off the ball. He's letting things play out. He's letting the coverage kind of kind of fall back with the, with the routes. And then he's just, give me that. And last week he dropped, I think, two or three of his first passes. Yeah. I mean – you know that would have been big plays for them, or you know at least uh, first downs, and you could know you know in his head he wants that get back. He's like, okay, I was rusty, I knocked that rust off, and now he's in a position to go against you know Deron Bland and Jay Lou. Jay Lou's still getting his feet underneath him. Deron Bland, you know he's had a great start to his career, but he's still young. It's going to be a challenge for these guys. It's going to be a challenge. And McVay is definitely going to make sure that it's going to be difficult for them to figure out the responsibilities. When it comes to the Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua problem, uh, I think one player that I think could be a wild card and and the whole ordeal defensively that could help out with the Cowboys that did not play against the Chargers is Wanya Thomas. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's an opportunity for him to be able to step up and and probably have a pretty good role in being able to cover those guys, not only in man coverage, but in zone as well. I really like what I've seen from him. And then also you have Marquise Bell in that second level, and these guys are going to be coming across the middle of the field so you have a guy who's naturally built to play in coverage um you know those are a couple of things that i really think could play into the cowboys favor on sunday Mm -hmm. being able to stop those guys from getting across the middle and having so much action between the numbers you know force those guys to the boundary if you can do that then i think you find success in 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 that passing game which one of these two receivers do you feel like has the best chance to have 100 yards receiving it's cooper cup yeah it's, it's gotta be cup it's always gonna be cup for me um just because of you know what he's been able to do since coming back off the ir and he hasn't missed a step and he almost looks fresh <laughs> so yeah for sure i'm gonna take cooper cup there do you yeah. agree i'm going with cooper cup as well yeah and just because of the openings and you mentioned marquise bell you mentioned wanye thomas i think wanye thomas could be a big a big have a big role in this game if he can fill that void in the middle of that defense. Because what, what happens is, <clears throat> in majority of the defense, if you run cover four, you have three guys underneath. If you run cover three, you have four guys underneath, but you're, you're, you're weak in the seams. If you run man, then you literally can pull everybody out the middle of the field and let Cooper Cup you know, run his routes wherever he wants to. So there's a lot of difficulty there, but a lot of times you can run a man free where you can allow us for you to stay in the hip pocket of these guys, get a little bit physical, and then you can have a robber and Wanya Thomas that can kind of float in the middle of the field and, and take away those option routes going to the middle um, where Cooper Cup really wants to work. I think everybody's going to really see the value in Wanya Thomas this week. I feel like that's going to happen. Um, and, and he's fully healthy. He was back on the injury report yesterday as a full participant. So it looks like he's trending to play on Sunday. 
Um, my last matchup that I'll, I'll highlight before we uh, uh, get into break is Micah Parsons versus uh, the left tackle of the Los Angeles Rams, Alaric Jackson. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, uh, Micah Parsons, he's he's had kind of a, a weird last three games. Um, no sacks against the Patriots, none against the Niners, and obviously was flushed out most of the Niners game. Uh, and then the one sack against the Chargers after uh, getting in the backfield quite a bit. So uh, it's a really good opportunity to go up against a young offensive lineman, undrafted free agent in 2021 out of the University of Iowa and he's got a lot of run this year with that um that first team and he's been able to start a Larry Jackson has but hasn't really found much success he's really struggled against guys that are finesse rushers rather than power rushers so and that's exactly what you see in Michael Parsons so um I, I think you you highlight Michael Parsons and you make him come off that left edge as much as possible on Sunday and I think he gets home now he's got 38 quarterback pressures. We talked about that with Aaron Donald earlier. Parsons second in the NFL in that category. The the Cowboys defensively, when they've won games, they've held their opponents to 17 points or less. Do you think they can hold the Rams to 17 points or less based off of the, the offensive weapons they bring to the table? Mm. I, I No, no. You don't? I don't. You said 17 points? 17 I think points or less. I think there's a good opportunity. I think so, too. I think... I think it's probably it's probably the not the thing that would be favored if you were asking me like a Vegas no. line, but I would say that uh, I, I would say there's an opportunity for sure. Well, and you look at this offensive line for the Rams too. The the Rams' offensive line is not very good. No. They are no. not stout. And when Matthew Stafford and I said this on Media Mash yesterday, but when Matthew Stafford is pressured, he will make mistakes. Absolutely, he will absolutely throw it. We were talking earlier in the week with uh, with John about the the reckless versus the. Uh, the fearless in that conversation, Matthew Stafford, when in pre- when under pressure, will be reckless. Yep. He will throw Great. it into coverage, and there will be opportunities for takeaways. This defense has been the best at takeaways. I will never doubt the fact that they will take the football away. It's whether or not you can get home and provide that pressure like they did against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I think they do that again. I think there's a really good chance that they do not get to that 17-point mark. Mm. But you still think they can? I think it's gonna be close. To is that. it just because I, of the weapons? Like what? What no, gives you that. pause? It's, it's McVeigh. Okay. Honestly, it's McVeigh. I just ha- I have a high regard for McVeigh. I really do. I get it. Um, I I also understand that that Matthew Stafford could be a walking turnover. Mm-hmm. I get that, but he's also he, he's a gunslinger. So if you some of the things that these guys are doing on film leads me to believe that they will have a solid game plan for. Micah Parsons, if he lines up outside, right? If he lines up on the defensive end, I don't think he'll be as effective as he will be if he lines up in the middle. Hmm. I, I just uh, from what how he utilizes his, these receivers, these tight ends. I mean, he has no problem keeping a receiver in and running his route off after making the defensive end bow out or after getting a chip on the defensive end. Um, he has he's done a good job versus other defensive ends up to this point. So um, I do believe that Matthew Stafford would give the ball up. I see, I see him probably giving it up twice, but I don't see I can't foresee this defense not giving up seventeen. I think probably twenty one. I think it'd be close, but I don't see under seventeen. When the Rams score seventeen or less this season, they're zero in three. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, but, yeah, that was my last matchup there, talking about Micah Parsons. I think there's a really good opportunity for him to get home on Sunday. I think he gets a couple of sacks. I think he gets back on the board in a big way. We did get a question, kind of the same thing, but on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage. John from Baltimore asked uh, that you mentioned AD, Aaron Donald, might line up in the interior. Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons might line up in the mm-hmm. interior. Is When that happens from a quarterback standpoint, is it safer – to roll out, to, to design for those design rollouts, those design bootlegs to get away from that pressure? is it, Or is it less beneficial because he's going to have to deal with it regardless? Yeah, I think it's more beneficial. I don't think Matthew, it's not as beneficial to Matthew Stafford because there's. Mike is coming. There's, well, Mike is coming up the middle, and you still have other guys outside. Yeah. You know, they their personnel is such where you're going to be dealing with somebody. So do you think Dak should do that? I, I absolutely, I think Dak should live there. Live on the rollout. Yeah, I think he should live there. I mean, no different than what you saw from from Allen last night. You know, he's most dangerous when he gets out that pocket. You yeah. know, touchdown pass to Kincaid. I mean, he's 
he's rolling out. We're mm-hmm. putting that linebacker in a bind. Are you are you are you coming to get me or are you going to play coverage? Either way, like I'm, I'm gonna screw you, right? Like you mm-hmm. can't you can't choose right. I think Dak's best when he does that, which is why I've been so adamant about them establishing a running game so that you have to respect the run, and then he has he has the the leverage game and the numbers game as he comes out the pocket. But Dak's best on the move. He is not best in the pocket. Yeah. What do you think? I agree there. Um, I, I think there's there's been so much talk this week about um, Dak using his mobility more, and, and Jerry uh, Jerry Jones said yesterday it's the way he's wired, you know, to be able to um, play that way and have that mobility aspect of his game. And Dak Prescott said yesterday it's kind of the same thing. He wants to be able to be that dual threat type type weapon. Then you know, then let's build on what what we saw in the Chargers game. If they're able to build on that and we see more of it mm-hmm. this week, then I think we have something with this offense when it comes to juice. I, I think that's the juice factor that we've been kind of looking for is Dak being able to improvise outside of the pocket, use those legs, maybe even take some carries himself. So mm-hmm. uh, if we can utilize that, then, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a, a orange juice there. A little orange juice? Yeah, a little, little orange, no pulp. Oh, no pulp? Yeah, we'll maybe get some pulp next week. Are you more of a pulp guy? Or are you uh, more of a less less of a pulp? Uh, I, it doesn't matter to me. Pulp honestly. fiction? Yeah, um, yeah. Pulp is fiction to me. I just yeah. drink orange juice. Sweet, love it. All right. <laughs> when we come back, it's time to make some NFL picks. Let's it's week go. eight of the NFL season. I'll update the standings. Somebody's can, coming. Somebody is, no doubt. Uh, give us a call eight 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 five five two two nine seven. You can be the representatives for the fans this week. When we come back, 888-855-2297. Give us a call right now to be a part of the segment right after this. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJack black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This segment of the show is also brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah Stanback. Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We have plenty to look forward to this week as the Cowboys face the Rams. You're showing me this this helmet. This helmet is sweet. It's against Dallas. It's, yeah, I know. It's the Seahawks' new throwback helmets that they're going to throw against the Cowboys. I hope the Cowboys do a little throwback in, in their way, too. You know, that would be pretty sweet. I'm going to be on that Yeah, it would be sweet. Yeah, that will be fun. All right, it's time to update our Pick'em standings. Can I get a drum roll, please? Can't wait. There you go. All right. Isaiah, stand back. Mm. On the mm. season. Mm-hmm. 22 and 16. Mm, that's not good. 22 and 16. He is not in last place. Okay. John Machoda is in the last place spot right now. Ah! 
19 and 17 is John Machoda's current record. He's the only person or representative that uh, is not hitting the 20 game mark yet. He's mm. 19 and 17. He's got one more game to go there. In fourth place, but still on an absolute heater the last two weeks, Nick Harris is coming. And he's only down by one game to Isaiah Stanback, who sits in third. In the groove. Isaiah, 22 and 16. Nick is 21 and 17. Or I think I messed this up. Either way, it's close. I'm in third. Y'all are close. You're in third. You're in fourth. I got to get the numbers exactly right. There's some penciling going on. And then I've got 23 and 13 for the fans. Mm. And 23 and 13 for myself as well. Oh, so we are tied for first. literally one game back. Let's yeah. go. That's yeah, what you, you, got you can go back and look at okay, it. Okay. Go back and look at it. Okay. I got to get, I think Isaiah's number is the one that's wrong. I, so your I, number is correct. 21 and 15. I think Isaiah's number is wrong because I'm doing math as I'm also talking. So I'm, I'm two games back of you. Isaiah's one game back of you. Correct. Okay. Yes, All that right. should be the yeah. case. Tight race. Let's yes. go. So Isaiah is 22 and 14 is his number. All right. Here we go. Our Pick'em segment this week, and our fan representative is Anthony in Miami. Anthony, what's going on, my friend? How's it going? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Long time, man. What's I good, know. Man? It's been a while. What's up? What's up? What's up? Quick Welcome, question. Nick. Quick, I appreciate it, man. A quick question. Are you a Heat fan? Um, I'm actually a Sixers slash Heat. Ooh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. We're, okay. we're friends already, Anthony. Before we had a franchise, I was a Sixer, so you got to stay loyal, you know? I respect mm-hmm. that. I, I'll give you that. We're friends already. Close loss last night. Right. <laughs> Tight one. Yep. All right. We've got the Vikings at the Packers to start things off. Two teams in desperate need of wins in the NFC North. Anthony, we'll start with you. Do the Vikings or the Cheeseheads get it done? Oh, the Vikes. The Vikes got that one. Vikings get that one done. Jordan Love's been turning the football over. I'm going to take the Vikings as well. Kirk Cousins gets it done. Plus, it's noon Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Nick said it last week. He's like 85-2 and two at noon. But, yeah, give me the Vikings to get it done. Isaiah? Purple rain. Purple rain. Yep, give me the Vikings. Vikings. Saints at the Colts. Another divisional matchup. Another crucial one at that. Actually, that's not a division yeah, matchup. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's a former Super Bowl rematch, though, back in the day. Remember Peyton Manning and Drew Brees? Thank Nick you. Harris? We'll let you choose that one. Saints at uh, Oh, this is a tough one just it because is. both of these teams have been so up and down at times this year. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Saints, though, just because there's a little bit more health involved there, yep. uh, especially at the quarterback position, so give me the Saints, but I don't feel great about it. I'm going to say New Orleans here as well. Isaiah? Going with the blue and white. Blue and white. Going with the Colts at home. I like it. Anthony? Colts got screwed last week, so they're mad. Ooh. I'm taking the Colts. Okay, that's a uh, that's an impressive pick because he's he's got the background, he's got the context, he did his homework. All right, we've got the all New York battle, the Battle of MetLife Stadium. The Jets walk across their hallway to face the Giants at MetLife. Isaiah, you played for the Giants. Do you pick the Giants? I do not. I am not going to pick our division rivals. I'm going with the Jets. Taking the Jets. Go, Jets, go! That's not even their saying. It's okay. I just created that. Okay, there you go. Nick? I'm going to take the Giants. I think they're about to put a couple of wins together before uh, before going to play the Cowboys. I think they go. I think they travel to Dallas on a three-game winning streak here. Wow. Take that away. That right would now. be interesting. Uh, Anthony? Jets defense is impressive. I've got the Jets. Got the Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm married into a family of New Yorkers, so they are split in this one. Most of them are Jets fans. They've got some Giants fans scattered throughout there. Just for the family aspect, I'm going to take the Jets to get it done at home, but also on the road at the same time because they're at MetLife Stadium. Jags and Steelers, two, two lost teams who have been up and down, but also... I mean, they've only lost two games along the way. Isaiah, I'll let you start on this one. The Jags and the Steelers. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Steelers? Yes. Got it done? Yep. Kenny Pickett's been looking good. Tomlin, baby. Yeah. Yeah, He's just a hell of a coach. Give me the Jags also with a hell of a coach in Doug Peterson. Give me Jacksonville to get it done on the road. Yeah, I'm going to take Jacksonville here as well. I think uh, think they're one of the more sneaky AFC contenders here. Anthony? Uh, I got the Jags. Taking the Jags, so Isaiah's on an island. He could pick up a game here. Let's go. Browns at the Seahawks. Cleveland Browns at the Seattle Seahawks. Let's just get it out of the way. Go, Isaiah. Nah, I come back around. 
Okay, uh, Nick Harris. Yeah, you can't defer. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Seattle here. And Taking Seattle in a tight one. Okay, Anthony. Who's at home? I am not picking against Miles Garrett. Mm. Cleveland gets it done. Uh, no Deshaun Watson in this game, by the way. Just so you know, I'm taking Seattle. Who you think? Frank Clark, baby. Frank Clark with the Seattle Seahawks. He is back. He's back, baby. Yep, there you go. In your face. You know who else is back? Matthew Stafford in the Dallas-Fort Worth Ooh, Metroplex. Maybe. Yes, former Highland Park product, Dallas's own Super Bowl champion, working back to AT&T Stadium for the first time since winning that Super Bowl. It's the Cowboys hosting the Rams Sunday at noon. Early kickoff for the first time this season and one of two on the schedule at this point. Things get started at noon. Anthony, who you got between the Rams and the Cowboys? I got score first, 29-26. And if you have to ask me who I got, you know I'm Cowboys for life, baby. Come on. Taking the Cowboys. Anthony, we appreciate your support as always. Thank you for the call and good luck on your picks this week. I'm pretty sure you represented the fans quite well. I hope so. Thanks, guys. There he goes. Anthony in Miami. Isaiah, I'll go to you first. Cowboys, Rams, who gets it done? AD versus DP. Hmm. I'm going to go with Dakota and the boys. Score. (sighs) 24-21. 24-21. I think they get after him in this game. I got the Cowboys by two scores. Yeah? Um, I I think it's 31-17, and I think they they have a really good week out of the bye week. Everything has been trending in the right direction coming out of this bye week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love the demeanor of everybody in the locker room right now. I think there's really good matchups on both sides that they can take advantage of that they have already proven that they can take advantage of this season, Uh, specifically CeeDee Lamb against a really young secondary on the other side of the ball. It's uh, um, that pass rush against the offensive line. So I think both of those things happen, and Cowboys get a two-score win. There's about two times a year where I will just absolutely jump out of the cake. I will just unleash a wild prediction. Last year, one of them hit. Let it out. Last year, one of them hit. (laughs) This is going to be that game where I jump out of the cake. Cowboys are going to get a 40-burger on the Los Angeles Rams. They win this one 40 to 17. Mm. Just an absolute beatdown at home. Mm. They play well at home. I think the matchup plays in their favor. I think Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup are held within 100 yards, under 100 yards, and they force four turnovers. Four of them. One of them goes back for a defensive touchdown. Offense clicks on all cylinders. I think Brandon Cooks has his first 100-yard game. And if all of this hits, you come back on Monday and we'll tell you about it for sure. Especially when the Rangers are up 2 to nothing as well in the World Series over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Part part of me wants wants everything that you just said to not happen. Just so we can clip that. (laughs) Like, Rangers are down 0-2. Cowboys lose by like 20. Just so we can clip that. You don't want that to happen. I don't want it to happen at all. You don't want that to happen. At least there will be silver lining in it. Yeah, that would be at least a little funny. But I think the Cowboys and I actually do believe it. I I think the Cowboys dominate this game. I I don't think the Rams are as good as they once were. I think they have pieces. I like Matthew Stafford. I like Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Aaron Donald's great. I don't think they're that good as as a team. And I think the Cowboys absolutely destroy them at home get right to that 40 burger mark but that's about it 40 to 17 my final score and that's what we're going to end with here on talking cowboys does brandon aubrey break the record this week three field goals yeah three for three they can't all go right i think he misses one. Oh! <laughs> i'm just i gotta i gotta hedge my bet the milk's here somehow, gone right? bad. i gotta i gotta hedge my bet <laughs> my bet here brandon's been great though brandon aubrey how about i hope that? he breaks the record that'd be I cool really it'd be really He's really cool all right that does it for us hope you had as much fun as we did this week here on talking cowboys we'll be back on monday to break it down for you win or lose here from the swbc studios be sure to join us 11 a.m. Central Time on TXA21, DallasCowboys.com. We've live. got Cowboys pregame live with Isaiah Stanback, Barry Church, Nate Newton. We've got plenty of it. Are you on this week? I am not. <gasps> not on this week. It's a short show, so I don't think they've even. We have yeah, Patrick or Nick this week. I'll be on next week, though. Really looking yes, forward to next Nick week. Nick will be on next week. We have plenty to go with. Uh, Going to be a whole lot of fun. Nicole Hutchison will be on the show. Nick. Can't wait. Cowboys Rams at noon. Central time on Sunday. Enjoy it, everybody, in week eight of the NFL season. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. Go Rangers! Go Cowboys on Talking Cowboys.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!